Can you hear me? Oh, we are on. Thank you so much for that wonderful, wonderful item, Johanna. And also thank you, Pastor Trosin, for the testimony. God answers prayers. He is merciful. He is a God of answered prayers. It is a joy and a privilege to be with you this morning. It's always a, an honour to open God's word with God's people. My name is Niku Dumbrava. I'm a pastor, I'm a church pastor in, in Melbourne. You can see, by the way, I'm dressed. I come from Melbourne. It's 14 degrees. I have spoken with my wife this morning. Yesterday, they had snow about an hour, right? In Jindabyne, it's been snow, February. And um, I'm glad to be in, on this place here. It's a beautiful setup, beautiful God-given place for us to worship him on this wonderful Sabbath. And I'd like to greet you with, with the greeting that I, um, I learned many years ago, and I like to use this greeting, and I'd like you to reply to that greeting. It's a greeting that Jesus would have greeted you with today, and that is Shabbat Shalom. You can do better than that. Are you glad to be here? Shabbat means Sabbath, rest, and shalom means peace, but it's more than peace. It means completeness. You know, when you build a house and you've got the key to the house, it's complete, it's finished. And when God created the Sabbath, it was Sabbath shalom. So, Sabbath shalom. It's wonderful to be here to open God's word today. And before I start and I have a prayer, I'd like to check with the pastor... Teresa, who invited me here, if I still got the 40 minutes or shall I finish now? Okay, I can do that. Um, uh, thankfully, I'm not known for um, long-winded preaching, but that can change. <laughs> that can change. All right, let's stick with the time and let's uh, bow our heads as we have a, a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning on this beautiful Sabbath day with gratitude, with thanksgiving in our hearts for the gift of life and for the gift of Jesus. And Father, as we open your word today, I pray that you will touch my lips. May the words that I speak today might be your words, might be words of encouragement. May we leave this place with the assurance of salvation in our hearts. It is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I entitled my remarks uh, today, and I've been debating, and when God put that thought in my, my head to look at the story of Jonah, I, I initially said, well, everybody knows the story of Jonah, you know, just... This big fish and, uh, you know, swallow this man and what's there to learn? In fact, my first sermon preached in 1998 when I was at college. I was an elder at the church in this conference, not far from Avondale College, a little church. 
and that had the courage to ask me to preach. And my first sermon was from the book of Jonah. And as I went to the door to greet the people and, you know, what the pastors normally do, uh, this uh, elderly gentleman came to the door and said, that was a very ordinary sermon. Now, my English wasn't very good and still not good today. But I thought he said that was an extraordinary sermon. And I got excited. And I said, well, what did you like about it? And I said, no, I didn't like anything about it. We are not like Jonah, nothing to learn from Jonah. And uh, I got very discouraged. And I didn't think I preached for the last 20 years on that. But when God put that thought in my head, I said, always something that we can learn new from the Bible every time we look at it, isn't it? So today we're going to look at the story of Jonah. And by the way, the book of the story of Jonah is not about Jonah. You know, the, if you look at the book of Jonah, and the book of Jonah in your Bible, it's a very small book, but it's got a big story. In fact, it's uh, not only got a big fish, but it's got a the story of a big, awesome God. It's a story about God. And the word Jonah, it's only mentioned in the book. In fact, it's only mentioned 18 times. But God's name is mentioned 38 times. So it's not about Jonah. It's about God. It's about this awesome God that we serve. The story starts, obviously, in chapter 1, the book of Jonah. And the Bible says, The Lord gave this message to Jonah, the son of Amittai. Now, there's two things here mentioned in just in one verse. It tells us this is the story of Jonah, the prophet Jonah. And sometimes we tend to think that Jonah was just a young preacher, uh, just graduated from Avondale, a young intern, and he didn't really know God very much. But in fact, the story of Jonah starts way early in 2 Kings. Jonah, at the time, he was a very successful prophet. In 2 Kings chapter 14, 25, uh, you'll find that Jonah prophesied during the, the, the time of um, um, Jeroboam. And he was a very, very successful preacher. And it's not that he did not recognize the word of the Lord at the time. In fact, he recognized the word of the Lord immediately. But there were a few things that he did not like that I would like to share with you. In fact, the word Jonah... In Hebrew, it means dove, dove, or, you know, doves were, it was the dove that came when Jesus was baptized, it was the dove that Noah sent, brought a message to, and doves are, or, um, they messengers, messengers, and he was the son, the Bible says, he was the son of Amittai. His father's name was Amittai, and Amittai means truth. So Jonah was a prophet, a messenger of truth. And he was 
asked by the Lord, was given this task. And you notice what it says in Jonah chapter 1. It basically says, get up and go to this great city of Nineveh and announce my judgment against it because I have seen how wicked its people are. Some translations, some some of you in your Bibles, you have the word arise. I love the word arise. I got it on my tag here. And you'll find the word arise. Arise, Jonah. Get up. Stand up for me. You are a messenger of truth. Stand up. There's people over there who need to know that they need to repent. And this is what Jonah didn't like. He didn't like the fact that he was going to give a message of repentance to some foreign people that deserved to die. As far as Jonah was concerned, those people over there, they could go straight to hell. They didn't deserve God's grace. In fact, because he had such a reputation as a prophet, he was afraid, and that's uh, as we continue to read in the book of Jonah. The book of Jonah is a very small book. It's only got four chapters. It's, uh, you can read that in, in 15 minutes. You've got two pages in your Bible, right there. And it tells you, basically in chapter one, Jonah runs away from God. Chapter two, Jonah prays to God. Chapter three, Jonah preaches God's message. And in chapter four, Jonah learns about God as he complains. Because he didn't know God. He did not know God. In fact, he says, the reason I did not like to go to Nineveh is because God, you are merciful. You are gracious. And if people repent, I will be left with eggs on my face. I'll be a false prophet. I got a reputation. But whatever I say, things come through in Israel. And he did not like the word Nineveh. That sounded like, you know, (laughs) Nineveh? Nineveh? Well, Nineveh at the time was a very large city, by the way, ancient city. And um, it was well known as a commercial city. It, was, it had a reputation, international reputation as well, but it had a bad reputation. In fact, you can read today, if you go to London, to the British Museum, you can read about the Assyrians. You can read the, uh, the uh, manuscripts of the king there at the time, and it tells you what sort of reputations they had. And you can read the fact that they, they, they said they, they cut their hands, and if you're a foreigner, if you're an Israelite, especially if you're a prophet, and you're gonna bring a prophet uh, a, a message of doom. They're going to cut you to pieces and they're going to feed you to the dogs. And Jonah 
did not want to become dog food. And said, Lord, I'm going for a holiday. I'm going to take a cruise. I, don't, I, I, I need to go as far as I can from here. And I know that song, you probably know the song, Where Can I Run From Your Presence? John, I needed to learn that song. Now, I entitled my remarks, We Are Like Jonah. And I know that some of us think, nah, I'm not, I'm obedient. I came to church today, dressed nicely. I put a smile, I say, say, happy Sabbath. I'm obedient. But there's times that we are like Jonah. I don't know what your tashish is. Where do you want to go? But maybe there's some Nineveh that God wants you to go. And I like the way Pastor Goya put it last night. You know, some people are enthusiastic on this side. Someone, who you want to go to this place and do mission? Who you want to? And then he said, what? Why don't you do that in your street? Wow, that, hurt. that cut me deep. You know, Pastor Goya has got, got a way of just... <clears throat> Cutting it deep, but he's kind of, he does it in a nice way. And they're kind of like, yeah, give me more. Poof. Why don't you go to Nineveh? No, Lord, I don't want to go to Nineveh. I hate that place. I want to go to Tashish. I want to go on a cruise on the other side. I want to go to Spain. How many of you have been to Spain? That's where he was. He just want to go for a cruise. On the other side of Mediterranean, God sent him to his neighbors. A couple of days trip, just walking. And he decided to go miles away. In fact, he wanted to go as far away. I needed a holiday, I needed a trip. I need a cruise. I don't have time for mission. Part of my role, I'm a pastor, but I also, I'm the director for personal evangelism for the Australian Union. And people ask me, so what do we do? What's our vision? And I simply say, I want to make personal ministries, personal evangelism, realistic, simple, enjoyable, personal. Again, it's all about connection, connecting with God and connecting with other people. And this is what we're doing today. I praise God that you came here this weekend to connect with God. Because once we remain connected with God, we will connect with other people as well. Jesus very simply said in John chapter 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Remain in me, remain connected with me. Apart from me, you can do how much? Nothing. The reason our church does not grow, it is because sometimes we disconnect from the source, we, connect, we disconnect from the vine and there is no fruit. 
Remain in me. Connect with me. We need a revival. We need a reformation. We need to be reconnected with God. And I praise God that there are so many people here today and in particular, there are so many young people. I've seen it last weekend in Melbourne with the amazing facts. Lots of people there, lots of young people. God is doing something in this country. And it is by connecting with him. I forgot to mention, not next week, because next week we got our pastor's meeting, Sadavandal. We'll be meeting together. But the week after, the Sabbath after, February 18th, as a church in Australia, we're going to connect with God for 10 days of prayer. How many of you like to do that? There's a few of you. Not a lot. But I pray that you will connect with God in your group, personally, for 10 days. There's resources. And I'm going to promote that. We don't have the video there. Um, the link, disciple, don't forget that. Website, disciple. Ten days of prayer. There's videos for every day. There's material written for every day. There's things that you can share on social media. And I invite you to connect with God. Jonah wanted to disconnect from that. And he wanted to go for a holiday. He wanted to go on the other side. Get up. Arise. Stand up for me. And he chose to go to a different place. I love this paragraph from Prophets and Kings. My friends today, the world, the people in Australia, they need to hear a message of truth. We are the messengers of truth. We need to stand up. We need to arise. Because there's coming rapidly and surely an almost universal guilt upon all the inhabitants of the cities. Because of the steady increase of determination, determined wickedness. It says there. Did you notice that? Is it happening today? The corruption that prevails is beyond the power of the human pen to describe it. Every day brings fresh revelation of strife, bribery, and fraud. Every day brings in the heart-sickening record of violence, lawlessness, of indifference to the human suffering, brutal, fiendish destruction of human life. Every day testifies to the increase of insanity, murder, and suicide. Today, more than ever, those words are true in this country, unfortunately. The wickedness. It's everywhere. You just turn on the news. And all it is, it is actually bad news. But the world needs to know the good news. And you and I are sent to share the good news. Jonah decided to go away and have a nice, nice holiday. And I'd like to emphasize seven prayers in the book of Jonah and different, different types of prayer. But before I do, you notice that Jonah, as he ran away, the Bible says, he got up and he went 
in the opposite direction. Bible, Bible says that he went down to the port of Joppa from his house. The word down is the Hebrew word yarad, yarad. And you'll find a theme there because every time you and I choose to go and do our own thing and go on the opposite direction, we are going down. Jonah went down. How many times he went down? He went down from his house. He went down to the port. He went down into the ship. He went down at the bottom of the ship. Then he went down in the water. Then he went down into what? The deeps of the sea. How far away from God can you go? When you and I choose to disobey God, we're always going down. Jonah went down, the Bible says. As far away from the Lord as he could. And the Bible says, and he went to the port and he found the sheep leaving for Tarshish. You notice every time the, you want to run away from God and do your own thing because you don't like to go to talk to your neighbors and share the good news. Every time you run away from God, as always, the devil always has a, have, has a sheep for you waiting, ready to take one more passenger in the, sun, in the direction that you want. Right there. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, this is thousands of years ago. There's no ships going every time to, on the other side of the Mediterranean. What are the chances? What are the chances? Always. When you and I run away from God and disobey, there's always doors are open. When you choose to obey God, there's always a shut door. And the Bible says that Jonah paid its fare. Now, when you read in English, you, you miss the meanings of Hebrew here. Because the Bible says Jonah paid its fare. Now, in some countries, I went to, you know, I did evangelism in Mongolia. I did it in Papua New Guinea. You go to that country, there's no public transport. So you want to go from A to B, you, what, you go for, a, you, you go on the back of the truck and it's filling up with people and you, you want to go there and there's a, there's, a, there's a bus stopping there. And it just doesn't the bus doesn't go just with you, just because you showed up. Oh, isn't it good? Take me over there. All the way to Tashish. Whew. Yeah, sure. We just take one passenger with us and we just go. I mean, there's, there's sailors. This is a big ship. It's not a dinghy. So, you know, it's, it's a big ship. There's, it's got sailors from every culture, from everywhere. It's an international boat. And it's mentioning only one passenger. That's strange, isn't it? Jonah comes down, comes down, comes down. He finds the ticket. Where are you going? Where do you want to go, sir? I, I just want to go to Tashis. Well, there's not. Um, as far as we can on the other side. Uh, we have to wait for some more passengers to register. Give us a few more days, a month maybe. 
we'll, we'll put you on the list. And Jonah said, no, 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 you don't understand. I want to go now. Now. All right, I want to go now. The word arise, stand up, is not go, go on a mission. God did not ask him to go the next 12 months, the next six months. Whatever you, you feel free, you've got some time. You know, Jonah, please, you know, if, if you find it in your calendar, you know, maybe next year we'll do a mission trip to, you know, to Nineveh. No, 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 God says go today. And he wanted to go today. I want to go on this ship and I want to go as far as I can. And he paid its fare, the whole thing, for the whole passengers. That's what Hebrew implies. You know, when you and I choose to go away from the Lord and disobey, we pay the full price. <laughs> I did. I grew up as a, in the church. Third generation. The same country as Pavel Goya in Romania. My grandparents built a church. I grew up in the church. But when I was 18, I left the church. In fact, I said to God, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Leave me alone. And I paid the full price. One day, I woke up in a hospital. I had a car accident. I have all the scars to prove to you. I was supposed to be dead. 20 days in a coma. And I wake up and I say, God, I pray this foolish prayer. I try to back up from that prayer many times you gave me a second chance you brought me up again you are real I want to serve you Till, to the ends of the earth I'm going to serve you I never looked back it's 30 years ago almost to the day since I gave my life to Jesus and I said I'll never run away from you when we choose to disobey God, we always pay full price. And Jonah did. I want to get the wife from it. And I can imagine, can you imagine with me, Jonah? I mean, have you seen the movie Titanic? Leonardo DiCaprio sitting there, you know. And Jonah, you know, oh, finally I got the shape. I, I'm just whew, relaxed. Sitting here on my... Favorite holiday, I'm heading to Spain. I'm just going to relax, I'm going down. And the Bible says he went down and he was asleep. I mean, why did God did not stop him on his way to the port, to Joppa? He could send some thieves, you know, the, you know, the, the men on the Damascus road there, on the, on the not Damascus, that was Paul. Yeah, you know, the, the man who followed, you know, take all his money. Where is Jonah going to go? Nowhere. Save the sailors, yeah. But he sends a storm. God sends a storm when God's people are asleep. He sends us a storm. When the church is asleep, he sends us a storm. Hello, pandemic. Where is the church? Prayer meeting, I turned up last year and they gave me a church. I said, I want to, I want to be a pastor of a church. And uh, they gave me a church and I said, wow. 
Um, when is our prayer meeting? Prayer meeting? We don't have it, Pastor. You know, all this COVID and things and uh, we're sick of Zoom. Let's meet. Let's pray. Let's have a prayer meeting. The first week, they didn't know I'm coming. It was three people, three devices. Prayer meeting, Tuesday night, 7.30. Hmm. Well, I said, what do we do tonight? Uh, I just said, oh, pastor, you're here. You join us, you join us at the prayer meeting. Surprise, surprise, pastors are allowed to. Wow. And uh, then um, I said, well, next week, let's promote that in the church and tell everybody to come and join us. And let's pray for everyone by name. That's what we do. Just pray. For every person in the church, pray for God's for the revival, Holy Spirit. You know, I, I don't like people in the prayer meeting who go on the uh, prayer requests. And by the time, you know, I, let's pray for so-and-so. And it turns into a gossip session. It's just like, man, it's just like we spend 45 minutes just looking at prayer requests and then two minutes to pray for those. And go like, nah, none of that. Cut it. Let's just pray. And agree with one another. Just pray for everyone. Pray for Holy Spirit. Everyone, pray for Holy Spirit. Pray for revival. Next week, the news went out that the new pastor is going to be at the prayer meeting. I've got about 34 devices. And some of them have multiple people. It didn't last that long, unfortunately, but, but it lasted for a while. We want revival in our church. We want reformation. And you look at the story there. God brought this wind, brought a storm, and he does bring those storms because it causes people to think and to pray. The sailors prayed to their gods. You know, the god of fire, the god of stone, the god of height. If you want more height, God gives you more height. All those gods, whatever the gods they had. And there was a prayer meeting. And there was one person, one passenger, <laughs> the only passenger. That was asleep. God's people were asleep. And I like the words there. The, the captain. I like the words of the captain. The captain went down after him. And he basically says, are you nuts? I mean, uh, what is wrong with you? Why are you not part of the prayer meeting? You know, Jesus goes, sometimes he's shaking us. He sends us a pastor and he's preaching and he's cutting us a little bit. He punches, oh, I should be at the prayer meeting. What are you doing sleeping? Can't you see what's happening around the world? How can you sleep? How can you sleep? He shouted. He didn't whisper. Just gently, you know, sometimes he try not to make too much fuss. He shouted. How can you sleep? You know, the captain of our ship today is asking you and me the same question. How can you sleep? You see what's happening? How come you're not part of the prayer meeting? How come you didn't come to Stuart Point? North New South Wales Conference. How come all the other conferences that don't have prayer meeting? How come there's not happening around the strong? How can you sleep? 
And then he says this amazing word that's used in the first verse. And the word is arise. Arise. Stand up, he said, the captain. Get up and pray to your God. I don't know what God you serve, but get up and pray. Get up. Arise, Jonah. That's the second instance of prayer, the second call of prayer, to arise. Maybe God, your God, will pay attention to us and spare our lives. I need to move a bit faster because of the time. I want to give Pastor Goya a chance to talk to you. Then the Bible says that Jonah realized that his holiday came, it turns into a horrible holiday. So have you had a, a holiday that you plan and you think, man, I'm so happy, you know, like Jonah going there on the Titanic, ooh, I'm going to get to Spain. You know, I had a holiday like that, and I don't have time to share with you, but every single day, you know, it's just, everything just turned up bad, and it turned to a horror holiday. I had one of those, and that's what happened to Jonah. His holiday came to an end, and he got up, and basically, they interviewed him, who are you, where are you going, where are you doing, you know, I serve, I worship Yahweh, the creator God, the God of the sea. I don't want to hear that. I mean, there's a sea here, there's, 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 a, um, there's a storm, and you worship the God who created the sea? Are you nuts? You cuckoo, what's, is there anything there? How can, how can you run away from God? I worship Yahweh. I worship Yahweh, the creator God. And that was a testimony. Praise God for the testimony. We overcome the devil by the word of our testimony. It was a testimony because the Bible says that next instance, I mean, there was a little bit more going on and I need to rush this story a bit because, you know, they, they cast lots and there's a lot of similarities with the gospel and Jesus in the storm and he basically, Jesus, you remember Jesus being in the storm and he was asleep and the disciples go like, how can you sleep? Pretty much the same thing as captain. I mean, we're going to die and you're sleeping? Are you, what? And Jesus woke up. <laughs> I like that. Because he used a very important word. Do you know what that word was? Shalom. Shalom. That's all he said. And the sea was calm. Shalom. When you have Jesus, you have shalom. He calms that storm. And... You know, the sailors were amazed because that, was happen that happened after they cast lots. And, and again, in the Hebrew, you know, just do it once. You, you do it three times, four times, nine times, ten times. Not just once. You think, oh, just cast lots. And here it is. You're the man. Once. No, 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 no. Let's make sure. And if nine out of ten is Jonah, oh, that's pretty clear, isn't it? You're the one. Well, we don't really want to throw you into the sea, but 
Yeah, it's a, you know that this book has got so much. I, I, I preached a series on the book of Jonah. Believe me. Five sermons, and it still didn't, didn't get any, any further. So, um, the shape, the Bible says, is, it's quite funny, it's quite humorous, you know? God created this fish, he's the creator, he creates the storm, he creates this fish for that purpose. Isn't that amazing? He created this fish for Jonah and his mercy. God is merciful, he's gracious. But it says the sheep has this, in Hebrew, it's like, we don't have that today, but the, the, the sheep speaking to itself, the sheep was treating to break. It's like, the Hebrew says, the sheep was having a conversation. Can't talk to yourself like you've got a, a boat, but it says, I'm going to break. I just can't. It's quite funny. And they threw away everything. But the heaviest cargo on that boat was Jonah. So once they threw him down, it was shalom. It was shalom. And God provided that fish for Jonah. God is merciful. God is merciful. And look at the next prayer. Now in your Bible, you'll notice, because in English we can miss it very easily, the first prayer that they have was to their gods. Small, capital L, or G. Now they prayed to Elohim, to the God of the sea, who created, to the creator God, the God of Jonah. They prayed to God, oh God, don't let us drown because of this man's life, and don't blame us for his death. You are God, you are God. Do what you think is best. Those sailors were converted. How do I know? Well, do they have any reasons to go? To, they threw all their cargo. They threw the heaviest cargo onto the bottom of the sea. What's the reason to go all the way to Spain? You know what they did? And the, uh, the rabbinical tradition, and the, um, they have the fact that those people, they become followers of Yahweh. Because the Bible says they went and they sacrificed, and you can't go to the temple to sacrifice, can't bring an offering, unless you are a Jew. You are a follower of God. And to be a follower of God, you have to go there with the whole family. So they all went home, they gone back, they become God's followers, and they sacrificed. God was merciful for them. And you know the story. The next chapter is basically a collection of psalms. Isn't it amazing when you go through difficult times? Um, always the psalms come back to you, isn't it? And this Jonah is praying those psalms. And the belly of the fish... It's not a while, by the way, so sorry to spy. It's just a big fish that God created. And I believe, and this is again the um, non-biblical tradition, the, uh, the, the Jewish writings, uh, they, they believe that Jonah, God showed Jonah through the eyes of the fish. It's just like little windows, you know, like in, you are in a submarine. You know? He was a leaking submarine, but he was there. And God showed Jonah 
how he delivered God's people through the Red Sea, how he parted as he was walking. Showed him all of the picture and he recognized. And this is where John had declared, and I believe that's the key to the whole book. That's the key to the whole book. Jonah chapter 2. Beautiful prayer. And every time we go down and we pray to God, there's no depth that we can fall further from God than just simply pray this prayer. Then I said, Lord, you have driven me, that's verse 4, you have driven me from your presence, yet I'll look at you once more. I'll look again towards your holy temple. No further you go down. Sooner you pray this prayer, Lord, I have been banished from your side, yet I'll look again. Salvation comes from the Lord. It is. Salvation comes from the Lord. That's the key to the whole book. Without that, you can't earn that salvation. It is by Christ alone, by grace alone, by faith alone, Jesus Christ alone saves you. There's no redemption. Salvation comes from the Lord, the Bible says. And then you expect this man, once he was spitted out onto the shore by this great fish, Jonah was a bit, he became the greatest evangelist. I don't know, Pastor Theresian, you are an evangelist. I preached evangelist campaign. I never converted a whole city. And that was a big city. And I'm always fascinated the fact that it's mentioning in the book, in, in Jonah, the book about Jonah, uh, the animals all the time, you know, they, they repented. And again, it's quite funny, isn't it? I mean, Jonah is preaching this message. How long was it? He didn't preach as long as myself or Pastor Goa or just one sentence. 40 days and the city is going to be destroyed. Bang. That's it. That's it. And everyone converted. I mean, the, the king said, Come on, guys, everyone, including, I mean, 120,000, whatever they were, plus people, plus animals, always in vigils. You know, can you picture the, the animals, the dogs with their sackcloth on? I can't picture the cat in the sackcloth, to be honest with you. You know, can you imagine that? 40 days. Number 40 is mentioned in the Bible quite a bit, isn't it? Moses, been in 40, 40 years. God's people, 40 years. Yeah, I'm skipping ahead because I'm, I think I'm running out. Of, I've got one more minute. But you get, a, you get a picture. And yeah, they prayed to God. And they prayed to Elohim. They prayed to Elohim. Even people who are outside the church Grace is for them as well. Repentance is for them as well. You sometimes think, you know, just because I come to church, all, everybody else is doomed. No, God is calling. Repent. And they did. And Jonah must have been the happiest evangelist in the whole world. Can you imagine? The conference president asking Jonah, how many baptisms did you have last week? <laughs> Let me tell you. Do you have time? 
I preached this amazing sermon. It was a long sermon, one sentence, but great results. The whole city of Nineveh. Instead, he gets up, Bible says, and he's waiting. He goes up this time. He doesn't go down, you notice? He goes up so he can have a good view. Come on, God. Fire down. Destroy them. That didn't happen. God provides that shelter for him, that plant, the vine leaf, you know, the shokat, the festival of tabernacle, that covering covers us. He's merciful. He covers us. He covers us with his robe of righteousness. He covers us with his blood. He's merciful, including Jonah. And may we are like Jonah. It's a, it's a sanctuary language there. And I don't have time. But you know, the highest day of the year for the Jewish people is the Yom Kippur. The day of atonement at one with God. For sacrificing his, for covering us with his blood. And every today, every Jewish family on the Yom Kippur they read through the book of Jonah every single year. They read through the book of Jonah in families. And at the end, usually the father reads it. And at the end, the whole family say, they say these words. We are like Jonah. Yeah, we are like Jonah. We don't understand God's grace. We don't understand that he covered us. He's by grace alone. Salvation comes from the Lord. He says that. That's the only preaching he has. Stands truth today. And he wants those people to die. And then, and he becomes suicidal. He's, he wants to die. He's praying all this, all the other prayers. You know, come on. God is reasoning, trying to reason with him. He's praying. Have you ever prayed the prayer of complaint? <laughs> I didn't ask you to raise your hand, but thanks for that. I mean, Jonah's complaining. Complaining again. Didn't I say before I left home that you would do this, Lord? I mean, this is the reason I went away. To Tashish. I knew that you are a merciful God. Is a, this is Jonah. Come on. You think you get it? You still want to die? You still, come on. God is a, don't you understand? Don't you understand? It's a compassionate God, slow to anger and filled with unfolding love. Praise God. God is love. God is love. But look at your anger, Jonah. Look at your anger. Why do you pray that prayer? The last prayer. It's again trying to reason with him. And I'm finishing here, I promise. The last prayer, you find that in the book of Jonah. And Jonah, the book of Jonah is the only, well, not the only book with Habakkuk, is finishing with a, with a question, still regarding the city of Nineveh, by the way. But it's the only book that finishes with a question for you and me. And basically, 
comes down to those verses. The Lord said, <laughs> well, he feels sorry about the plant. And sometimes we feel pity and sorry about things, you know. I, see, I saw people getting upset for a visitor sitting on their seat. Trust me, I'm a church pastor. I'm not telling thieves. If a visitor came in and sat in somebody's seat, and it wasn't a big church, it was a small church, and there were about 20 people in the church, and there was plenty of chairs. But he sat on this lady's chair, because she had a cushion, she had a, and it was a chair. And that man turned around, and he never came to the church. I mean, Jonah, don't you get it? I mean, he's like, we're not like Jonah. There's times when I like Jonah. Do I understand God's grace? Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Shouldn't God feel sorry for such a big country like Australia? There's big cities in Australia. Shouldn't God save them? Have mercy on them too? Covers them? My prayers today that you and I will understand God's grace, God's mercy for us. He's covered us. He provided that. Shokat, that shelter, that provision. He covered us with his blood. Salvation comes from God alone. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, we thank you that you are a gracious merciful God, merciful redeemer. You are a king of the universe. You save us, even though when we go down, down into the gutter, you come and you provide for us a way out. Your provision is every day. Help us as messengers of truth. The three angels' message that the world needs to hear that we will be faithful in sharing that good news. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello everyone, my name is Leah and we're just going to have a season of prayer now. Um, We've just heard the word of the Lord from Pastor Niku, and God has spoken to us through his word. And so Ellen White says in Steps to Christ that it's not just enough for us to read the word, it's not just enough for us to observe God in nature, but we have to have something to say back to God. So I want us to break up into groups, so in pairs or just immediately where you are. Um, and we're just going to pray for the message that we've just heard to apply it. Um, one specific thing that you got out of this message, um, praying for this with, yeah, um, the people's just immediately close to you. And then I'm going to finish off the season of prayer with a prayer myself. So quickly go, we're gonna do that right now. And yes, I'll, I'll close with prayer.
delicious. Hello. Gracious Father in heaven, King of kings and Lord of lords, thank you for the revelation of your mercy and your grace through the story of Jonah. Lord, um, Jonah didn't understand your character and we too, um, we don't understand, we don't get it. Um, we just pray that your spirit will be poured upon us that we may see you as you truly are, Lord, and make your grace and mercy known to others. Um, we pray that you'll continue to be with us as we worship and we draw closer to you in the rest of this Sabbath. And I just pray you'll bless um, Pastor Goya as he shares with us again. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.